So working remotely changes the interpersonal dynamics, even if you don't want it to. This is where knowing your team members becomes even more important. So things like their personality type, their strengths and weaknesses, their needs, and their family or home situation. So the foundation of high performance in any team is trust, building trust. And this becomes even more important now. And building and maintaining trust relies on connection, communication, and relationship building. So as a leader, you need to take intentional steps to build trust, to fill in those connection gaps when your team's working remotely. Zapier, who's a company that is expert at remote working, describes this as default to, to transparency. This is actually one of their company values. So default to transparency. So with some of all of your team working physically alone, it can be easy to unintentionally withhold information or not give enough context to explain decisions or actions. So pay attention to how and when you share information and look for opportunities to create transparency. Having regular check-ins will help too. So it's really important to communicate more than you think is necessary rather than less. According to Karen Sobel-Lajewski from the Stony Brook University, teams that are vulnerable to problems when working remotely are those that have what she calls a high affinity distance. A high affinity distance means that there's an emotional separation between team members. They're not connected to each other. They don't share the same values or attitudes to work. And when this is the case, it's easier for people to lie, make excuses and not support each other. So lack of trust will get in the way of productivity with remote working. And lack of trust makes us assume the worst about someone. So use this time to get to know your people better because generally the more you know someone, the more you trust them. So for our great managers, members and masterclass subscribers, have a look at our masterclass on building trust in teams for some more specific information about what to do here. Another skill that becomes even more important when working remotely is setting clear expectations. So get very clear about what needs to be done, by whom and by when. So your planning skills are really going to come into play here. So what's the highest priority this week and this month? What do you and the team need to deliver? And this is where a simple work plan can be very helpful to make sure that everyone knows what's expected and you're all on the same page. Another important aspect of setting clear expectations is agreeing on signals about availability. So when are you free to talk and when aren't you? So remember that we're missing the usual visual cues and we all know that constant interruptions are not good for productivity. So our next skill to focus on is ultra clear communication. So spend the time to communicate with the intention of being ultra clear, no matter the medium that you're using. Sometimes when we're communicating on the phone or online rather than in person, we might use fewer words or use brevity, thinking we're being more efficient. But it's not efficient if people have to spend a lot of time trying to work out what you really meant or have missed half the message. And listening skills are paramount as we're missing some of the nonverbals. So being really present is needed and master your listening skills like paraphrasing and clarifying. Make sure you understand each other. Use video calls whenever you can for important information exchanges so that you can see more body language. And establish some communication norms for your team that will help with clarity. So we're all aware of shorthand like FYI, 
for your information. And I've heard of remote teams developing their own shorthand for messages with each other, particularly in emails. Find out what works best for team members as norms can also exist on an individual level, such as people's preferred response time, writing style and tone. For example, some individuals prefer short and quick messages, while others favour lengthy and detailed responses. Being able to tailor for individual needs is relatively easy if you have a small team, but it's much harder if your team is large. So do your best. Now, if you're a CEO or general manager and your staff are working remotely, keeping in touch with all of them is very important. Now, you might hold virtual town hall style meetings if you've been used to doing that sort of thing face to face or a personal email to all staff on a Friday, letting them know about some of the highlights of the week, updating them on what's coming up, and wishing them a good weekend can work wonders. So communication is the tool that you need to stay connected. Communicate more than you think is necessary rather than less. And not enough communication is what causes people to feel isolated, invisible, or not valued in a remote team. Regular check-ins help you manage effectively at the best of times and become even more important with remote work. One of the key success factors in remote work is having structure. We all work better with the right routines. So one of your routines might be to check in via a quick phone call to your team members each day to say hi and have a brief chat. Or you might decide to start each workday with a 30-minute team check-in that provides a chance for everyone to say hi to each other, share information or ask questions. It's well worth asking your team for input on this. So ask them, what do we need to do to, to, um, collectively to stay productive and engaged together? And a regular one-on-one -on -one check-in where you discuss work priorities and deliverables is important too. This meeting is more structured and should be ideally weekly or at a pinch fortnightly. Now, monthly might work for these when you're co-located and having spontaneous face-to-face -face conversations, but it's way too long when working remotely. Shorter, more regular meetings work better than occasional longer ones. This is one of the routines that often slides or doesn't get done. It needs to become a higher priority with a remote team. So our next skill is managing productivity and performance. Keeping up with your employees' progress is important for teams in the same physical location and even more so for remote teams. So productivity and progress should be metrics for any team and reviewed and discussed on a regular basis. So make these types of conversations part of your new normal. Providing regular feedback can help team members improve their work and lessen the chance of them delivering low-quality work. It also keeps them accountable. Give positive feedback about what has been done well and corrective feedback when they've gone off track. Provide feedback at every check-in. Your staff will appreciate it. And regular feedback is a big contributor to employee engagement and motivation. One of the important things to do when managing a remote team is to become more accomplishment-focused than activity-focused. Focus on outcomes and deliverables through your regular check-ins. Activity focus can lead to dependency in your team and also to micromanaging. So be clear about outcomes and deliverables and then get out of their way. So let's talk about managing poor performance in a remote worker. When you're managing a remote team, it's more important than ever to tackle any issues about performance because your team members are out of sight. This means poor performance can take longer to notice unless you're being really proactive about it. And we all know that avoidance of these issues makes them worse, not better. 
The first thing to remember is that nobody comes to work wanting to be a poor performer. If you've just started working remotely, this change is a good opportunity to reset your expectations about performance. You can reset your expectations and your agreements. So start by setting crystal clear expectations about what good performance or success means. It's also an, an opportunity to be clear about any concerns that you have and get the person involved in coming up with a solution to address those concerns. For example, if you've got a worker who already struggles to meet deadlines or deliver work on time, chances are that they might need some strategies to structure their workday from home. So once you've identified what the issue is, ask them how they will tackle it. This is where your ability to give skillful feedback and talk straight is really important. As author Brené Brown says, clear is kind, unclear is unkind. Resist the temptation to tell them what they need to do and how to do it. Coach them rather than tell them. Ask good questions to develop their problem-solving skills. Remote workers will come across challenges they'll need to solve all the time, so use an approach to performance management that encourages them to build their problem-solving skills and get more resourceful. And use a document like a performance plan to keep a clear record of your discussions. And this is useful for a couple of reasons. It means you've got a roadmap to follow from one conversation to the next, and you can document improvements or changes made. And it also gives you a record in case you need it in the future. And if you can't, just in case that you can't get their, this person's performance back on track. So if you can't get your, the performance back on track and you've tried all these things and nothing changes, it's really time to change gears and you need to discuss your situation with your HR manager or HR professionals available to you because it might be time to move to a disciplinary approach and you'll need their help for that. 